Hi, hello and welcome to Youth Updates, a regular drop of info to help keep you in the know when it comes to youth culture. We are so glad that you have joined us here today for another uh, episode of Youth Updates in case you are wondering who you're listening to. Uh, my name is Hannah, this lovely brummy voice that you hear. Um, and we've also got, who else have we got with us today? So yes, so I am Beth. So when you hear this voice, it is Beth. Mm, and you can tell us apart because I'm brummy and you are... Northern. Jordan? Or are we, or are we well, not? Well, I was technically born just outside of Leeds. Yeah. I've got a very weird accent, so yeah, all up for grabs. So um, just to quickly give you a little recap of uh, what we did last month. So we kicked off Youth Updates last month and we spoke about uh, skinny jeans, whether they are dead or not. We spoke about mental health and we spoke about Instagram for under 13s as well. So if any of those topics uh, pique your interest right now and you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to it on Spotify or on your podcast app and we would love you um, to go and listen to that because I, I think it was good. We had fun recording it as well, so. Yeah, yeah, we did. We really enjoyed doing these and we've got uh, three more areas and another word of the month for you <laughs> lovely uh, people who are listening today. Um, and so the first area we're gonna look at is an area of uh, pop culture. So uh, you may or may not be aware of the Billie Eilish Vogue cover. Mm. Now, for those of you who don't know who Billie Eilish is, uh, she's 19 years old and she's an international best-selling pop artist. Um, if you've never listened to her stuff, you can always go on Spotify and check out some of her stuff. Um, but she has won so many awards. She's one of the most famous pop artists out there at the moment. Um, and she really resonates with um, Gen Z. She rose to fame at about 14 or 15 years I old, I think it was. So shocked at how young she is yeah and she like writes a lot of her stuff with her brother um and so she's super super well known um but yeah she was able to break into the industry at quite a young age um now the reason this Vogue cover uh, has been so controversial um and intriguing to many people is that um Billy has historically worn super super baggy clothes like we're talking like extra extra large t-shirts and sort of do you call them board shorts like those big shorts is that what you call mm. them yeah, but she kind of so. wears, like she wears them so big, they're like almost trousers. Yeah, and like massive cool. puffer jackets, and she's known for wearing really baggy clothes. Um, and she did this because she um, she basically she hated the idea of being sexualized as a child as an underage artist, and she was aware of this. Um, and so she purposely would wear loads of baggy stuff, and she just didn't want people judging her because of her body. Now the Vogue cover. Um, is the post that actually on Instagram, it's the fastest ever post to get to 1 million likes. Wow. Uh, fun fact. And uh, this Vogue cover is essentially her. She's in like some corsets and lingerie and jackets. And it's the first time really that she's kind of revealed her figure publicly. Um, but it's had a mixture of overwhelming support, but then also a lot of backlash, even from her own fans about um, and the media about, uh, seeming hypocrisy that she's gone and worn these baggy clothes for ages and then she's gone and done this cover and um it's just been a really interesting social commentary I think Hannah you saw the post as well when it came out didn't you 
Yeah, yeah, and I did, and uh, yeah, I was quite surprised, obviously, because um, normally she's she's kind of been really known for wearing baggy clothes, and like, firstly, I think that's a kind of great narrative that actually she was able to kind of break into the music industry mm-hmm. um, without it kind of having anything to do with like her body. Like, I think I think that's absolutely great, and I think that's really cool. Um, and I think the point she's kind of trying to bring across kind of regardless of what she's wearing is is about kind of body positivity and and all of that kind of stuff and being comfortable in your own body or being comfortable with like or you having the power to decide how much Mm -hmm. of your own body you want to reveal and stuff like that and yeah it's an interesting one and I think the reason why it's been you know like we say a little bit kind of I wouldn't even go to the extent of saying controversial but it's just raised (laughs) the conversation of you know kind of about is like is it body positivity if actually like you're covering up your body all the time um is that showing actually you're not comfortable about your body or um is it actually really cool that you get to decide how much of you know your body you you reveal and all of that kind of stuff and I think it's just brought up some interesting conversations and I think um you know like we say she's kind of had some some good comments and some kind of a bit of backlash as well and it seems kind of um quite split on on Instagram and social media and stuff like that of um yeah people kind of taking each I don't even want to say the sides on this but kind of people people maybe really getting behind her and saying oh this is actually still part of that that message yeah. you died out on or people going oh maybe you've sold out a little bit mm. um so yeah really interesting isn't it it is and I think it's um really interesting as well that uh, it, it's a trend actually that you see fairly often when it actually comes to female stars I guess that they get to a certain age and then they yeah especially child stars um like if you think of some of the Disney stars like for example Miley Cyrus or if you're even thinking of um the band Little Mix like there's like there's almost like certain points you can see in their career where they go from one style to another and it's um what level of that is them maturing what level of that is um I guess the the, I guess the sexualized nature of some of the pop industry and I think this thing with Billie Eilish is really interesting because um you know as we've said she's she's often advocated for body positivity and one of the things she said in her interview with Vogue around this um was that you should just do whatever you want for body positivity so if you wear like a dress wear it if it makes you feel good um and if you want surgery get surgery if it makes you feel good and I think it's really interesting going so what is body positivity is it is it changing everything about yourself until you feel happy or is it being happy with your own skin and how you're created because actually that they're two very different things um one of the things she also said was about um that showing your body and showing your skin or not showing your skin should not take any respect away from you um and I think it, it it's very interesting I think um we live in a world where appearance does speak loudly and I think for right or wrong and I think it's just a reminder that actually conversations around appearance and what is body positivity and what isn't isn't appropriate in terms of what young people wear and I think it's just a reminder that those conversations are actually really important and especially around the body positivity piece um you know thinking about the difference between being happy exactly how you are or changing yourself until you're happy and it's like there's two different narratives on body positivity out there and I think it's uh, just a very interesting thing for us to think about um, and just a reminder that this conversation just comes up again and again and again I think definitely and I think this is a good way in to kind of like have that conversation with your young people as well and you know not to kind mm. of be be maybe 
you know, trying to lecture them on what they should or shouldn't wear, because I think teenagers are going to wear what teenagers are going to wear. Um, but we can have some some kind of like the, these conversations about, um, you know, what body positivity actually looks like. And it'll probably be really interesting for you guys to hear kind of what your young people have to say on that. Mm. Um, we're going to move on to our second topic. Um, and this is kind of in the, the issues side of things. And this is about school and the pandemic and this has been huge this has been um, you know in this we kind of are talking a lot about exams as well and there's now been two kind of disrupted exam seasons two kind of spring summers where things haven't gone as they normally would and last year it was very reactive because it was the pandemic had had kind of kicked off quite close to exam season and then this year it's kind of there's been a, a a little bit more time but equally there was a, a, a period of time where it was very much unknown what was going to happen and so we've come it's come to the place where young people are being um, awarded teacher um, awarded grades so teachers are having a much much bigger um, kind of I mean this has got to be hard on teachers as well having that level of responsibility. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah on deciding like young people's grades um so and you had a you found out a really interesting thing didn't you Beth a really interesting thought about year 12s and year 13s which was really crazy yeah I think so I was talking to my friend who works in um a high school so it's year 9 to 13s um up north it works a bit differently uh, to a lot of the country um but she was saying that um she was thinking about her year 12s and actually how for current year 12s the first time they're ever going to sit formal exams is in year 13 just before they go to uni um because they won't have done them this year or last year and obviously there's teacher assessed tests and and exams have been set by teachers but in terms of the formal exams next year is gonna be the first time and I think it makes you realize actually how long the pandemic's gone on and how much it has affected education um Mm. but it's not just that exams have been bunked off and there's no stress. I think we're all very aware that young people are still under huge amounts of stress. So, yeah, absolutely. And kind of in prep for this, I spoke to um, to a young person because I'm, I'm also a pastor at my local church and uh, I chatted to um, a young person who's kind of in our uh, area. And uh, uh, they said um, we've been given about five weeks notice for our mocks and teachers are going to use assessments to try and be fair. Um, she also said time off will be taken into consideration. And I think that was interesting in terms of like, I think young people are, you know, they've got this level of potential stress about getting COVID but I think that's actually lower in terms of it's almost the stress of of having to self-isolate isn't really about whether or not they get COVID they might be a little bit worried about that but they're probably more worried about that time off school that time that they they miss and they get behind and then teachers are awarding their grades but what if they haven't had that much time with their teacher and their teacher doesn't get to see what they're actually capable of and there's all of these like worries and stresses I think um uh, the young person also said, um, kind of trying to remind themselves that the best you can do is enough. Um, their grades do not define me or my future and trusting God through the process, which is mm. a really amazing perspective. But yeah, it's it definitely sounds like a tough season for an, an exam season is tough enough. But yeah, yeah, it sounds really interesting. And I think, you know, the fact that she said that about trusting God in the process, I think it's a really beautiful, amazing thing. But I think also the fact that, you know, you just said that she said she was given five weeks notice for her marks, which she'd also said um, 
are the things that are going to provide the predicted grades for like your UCAS applications for uni. And actually it's not very much notice for exams that affect your future. And I think that's probably true of year 11, 10 and 13 because year 11s, it's the ones that determine with what college you go to or things like that. Year 12, it's what you can apply for on UCAS and year 13, it's whether you get into uni or not. Mm. Um, and so I think there is a, a lot of pressure there and especially when so much is happening in this climate as well so yeah 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 absolutely I spoke to um a teacher as well who said uh despite the fact the government have said exams are cancelled young people have ended up sitting more exams than normal oh wow um (laughs) and you know she also said she always says to young people that they're more than a piece of paper or a grade and that's especially relevant this year I think Mm. both of those things are kind of like wow statements where it's like you know I think the government you know at first when we hear that oh the government have said exams are cancelled we're like oh well that's great for young people like they don't have to they don't have to sit those stressful exams but actually I think all all it then means is that stress is kind of like kind of evened out to across the whole year because it's like every single thing I do while I'm at school in front that of my teacher or while thing. I'm at college yeah every single thing is being assessed every single thing is being taken into consideration if I have a day where you know I'm struggling like the teacher might not might not understand that might think you Mm -hmm. know it's really tough I think actually um I think what I've seen in the young people I've engaged with is um yeah there's just more general stress around this whole year it feels like they they're not able to switch off at any moment um and I think that's that's really interesting yeah and I think sort of touching on that as well um and the whole switching off and actually how it's not been it's not been like a nice break or holiday from exams again I was talking to another teacher she's a a secondary school music teacher um and she said you know as a result of the pandemic that students mental health has been considerably worse and she actually said that um she's been dealing with about two or three panic attacks a week lots of crying huge amounts of stress um and just seeing that in her students um and she said you know um she's like we just have to be patient we've got to listen give them time explain their feelings are valid but equally encouraging them to plow on and push into situations that are outside of their comfort zone because otherwise they're going to isolate themselves further and she said you know communication and positive relationships with the young people is the foundation for, for hope in their lives and in this season and I think it's it's really difficult isn't it because I think each school is doing something slightly different depending on the teacher's doing the set assessments and so for you guys listening actually for the young people you work with their particular circumstances is going to be slightly different and I think it's interesting when things are so hectic for us to know how to support young people but I think it's just a reminder that that God is a constant and and just keep building those relationships with young people really yeah yeah and I love that line from from the teacher I spoke to as well like they're more than a piece of paper or a grade Mm. that's especially relevant this year I think we've just got to keep reminding them of that and you know being there for them and making sure you know we understand that this is a this is a big Mm. thing but also like you're you're more than this as well taking both of those into consideration at the same time yeah definitely and coming into our uh, third thing under hot topics is thinking about um topical issues so Gen Z, Generation Z, um, however you want to say it, one of the hallmarks of this generation that many people talk about is that they are really um, 
motivated to activism and by social justice issues and to do social action and that they're willing to raise their voices when it comes to things that they want to take a stance on and and that's a beautiful beautiful thing and one of the things that I really love um, about many of the young people I know and that's just their awareness of so much stuff that's going on in the world um, and I think one of the things is that we can see um, waves of the areas that are peaking their interest on social media so for example if we think back to last year um, after George Floyd's death, there was um, lots of black squares being posted, lots of information about racism being shared. Um, after the Sarah Everard sort of her death and everything around that, there was a big push about women's safety and informing people about uh, women's safety, climate change, um, and even the past few days, as we've seen in the news um, about the Israel and Palestine sort of conflict, that's been coming up quite a lot on social media. And even if you go on um, TikTokers' videos, or even we mentioned Billie Eilish earlier, you go on some of her latest posts. There are fans and followers of these people in the comments asking that celebrities and TikTokers and influencers, like, what are your opinions on this? You need to say something about what's going on. And, and they're, they're asking people to say stuff about these issues that they see going around in the world. Um, and it's clear that social media is a place used to raise awareness of issues and seek out information and it, it sparks something um, and a reaction within people. But I think another thing I've noticed is that um, it, things seem to come in waves, like there's different social justice issues and they tend to peak and have a moment and then it almost seems like the momentum dies down. But obviously all these different massive, massive issues in the world don't just die down when the social media presence dies down. Um, and so I think it got me really thinking, how, how do we help young people to not just raise awareness on, on social media, which in and of itself is, is an amazing thing because knowing about stuff is the first step to taking a step. But how do we help young people to pray and act and really make a tangible difference in the world and not just let it be something that is just shared on social media and then... I, sort of not to say it doesn't have follow-up that sounds a little bit harsh um but sort of how do we empower young people to go out and and tangibly do do things that contribute to helping be part of God's plan to to help get the world back to the way he wanted it to be mm. I was gonna say it's it's difficult because um issues tend to get kind of um yeah like we say awareness is raised over social media mm -hmm. but actually we don't see the whole narrative of of that story on social media not that story but kind of we don't get to see how it plays out mm -hmm. um or how it how it plays out if it does tends to go sometimes a bit more under the radar um I think a lot of the time like they do bring about some some change and actually um I think there is a real um there is a real powering well obviously mm. there's loads of power <laughs> in social media um but I think it's it's interesting to kind of um try and put that power into the young people's hands of um of they can they can do that but also kind of are you are you living out these things that you have said on social media and actually you can see that doing the rounds on social media as well I see that <laughs> yeah saying if you're still posting this and you're not um kind of that isn't being reflected in your life then kind of what's the point mm. um and I think yeah we did um we did like a a topic recently with with our young people where it was about actually doing something and mm. you know it's great to post things on social media and I think actually that really helps kind of get the message out but also like thinking about how we can 
we can change the world through our world and how we can look at what happens around us and, and make sure that actually we are living out what we're putting on our social media. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting topic and I think um, we need to kind of really help and empower our young people to um, to kind of, yeah, get practically involved in, in the things that they um, are motivated by. Um, mm. yeah. And I think it's yeah like when we like and I think it's pointing our young people towards the example that that kind of Jesus showed as well that like actually Jesus was someone who who went out and did the things that he spoke about like he was a preacher he would speak but I think the thing that made him different one of the major things that made him different was he he went and did things he went and cared for people and I think it's pointing our young people towards Jesus as the example of that yeah, definitely. And I think um, as you were speaking there, Hannah, I was reminded of, I can't remember the specific verse, so everyone please forgive me for this, but I know it's in the book of James where it talks about, you know, what good is it if you see someone who's in need or is hungry and you just kind of basically say, I hope you get some food and then go on your way. And, and the book of James says, you know, what's what's the use in sort of well-wishing something to get better and then not trying to might act on be, it? Might be somewhere, I think it's James 2.14, Ooh. And I don't normally know Bible verse of the top. Oh, No, no, no. It's only because we were we were literally discussing it in my small group this week. So we're saying um, there's like an eighty percent chance that's the verse, but we apologise yeah. if it's not. But it's definitely the book of James, and we <laughs> definitely somewhere in James. <laughs> <laughs> we're just being real with you guys there, because yeah. uh, I am definitely not an encyclopedia of the Bible in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. Are that's probably one of three Bible verses I can name where they are, and only because I did it recently. <laughs> so um we have reached that point where we are going to round it off with word of the month are you ready are you going to do a little jingle for us hannah i think we should both do a little jingle at the same time to see what happens it comes out okay Okay. so i'll count us down so we can be okay okay, three two one word of the month I'm so, oh dear. Sorry, I'm so sorry to everyone who just heard that <laughs> absolute car crash. We apologise. Yeah, do not switch off though. We still have more stuff to tell you. So, word of the month um, is cap, no cap. Like, as in, that's not all one word. It's like people will either say cap or they'll say no cap. And cap basically refers to lying. And no cap basically means like, I'm not lying, I'm telling the truth. Um, Beth, give, give, kind of, yeah, give yeah, an example. Mm-hmm. Oh, me give an example. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, um, I'm really amazing at singing no cap, which we obviously, well, we kind of saw was Elijah. So basically, but, if yeah. Anna Wett said, I'm good at singing no cap, that basically means like, I'm telling the truth. I'm, yeah. I'm good at singing. But if, but, but if I was she kind said, of, I, I, all, I, yeah, I've made it interesting there because I kind of did it sarcastically, but it could be kind of like a sarcastic brag as well. Kind of like, it kind of I'm almost translates as like, or no cap. Like, it can kind of be an exaggeration, sarcastic thing as well. Yeah, it's always, it's kind of basically like a translation for like, I'm not lying. Like, no cap is like, I'm not lying. And then yeah. cap not, is like, like, I'm not lying to you. But then cap would often be used if someone's calling someone out. So if I said, I'm the best basketball player in the world, then Hannah might be like, that's cap. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's the little yeah. word of the month. It has some interesting place where it comes from, doesn't it, Beth? Yeah. yeah. So when we find out it, it comes from um, 
the rap community and apparently it's been around for years and years in the rap community that has origins there but then it was apparently TikTok where it gained popularity and then started circulating in Mm -hmm. general vocabulary doesn't Um, that so often happen there's something that's been around for ages and then TikTok brings it into popular culture Mm -hmm. um like that can totally be the case yeah indeed well we have come to the end of uh today's podcast um so you have heard us talk about the Billie Eilish Vogue cover school and the pandemic and also thinking about sort of topical issues and social justice issues and also uh cap no cap but uh as always if you would like to subscribe then you can do that on Spotify and where you can hit follow and then you will just get them come up as and when we release these or you can go to wifec.co.uk forward slash youth updates but that has been Youth for Christ's Youth Updates. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.